make sure you like, subscribe, and hit that bell icon. talk with Trema. So today on this great Wednesday hump day, we're almost through the work week. I hope everybody is having a productive week, week excuse me, and we'll continue. Today we have a special guest that actually does interviews as well, except he's kind of up there. You know, he interviewed, the, he's more into the game and, you know, the athletes. And as I recall from me snooping a little bit, um, I don't know if I say this right, but some people say sneakerheads. I don't know exactly if that's what it's called, but I see a lot of sneakers on his page. Look like he's into, I say gym shoes. I've been saying that since I was little, but I'm ready to get into Chris Head, Chris C. Endo Henderson, just to see how he do it all, what inspired him and everything else. So let's learn a little bit about Chris. Plotting every day, I be being low. Running plays with the team. You've been getting to it, well, we ain't know. Dog, it's a difference what you mean. This ain't that, Shamai Stat, Shamai Back, pardon me. This ain't that, Shamai Stat, Shamai Back, pardon me. Just make it. Okay, me for a month. Everybody.
Freeman, I'm glad to be here. Oh man, that's that's the intro there. I tell you that that's probably man getting jumped by some NBA guys and NBA legends is is not the is, is not the route I want to take. <laughs> so, Chris, if you don't mind, just for starters, for the ones that may not know exactly who Chris is and what Chris does, can you give us a little insight on it on you, brother? Yeah, yeah um, my name is Chris Henderson. A lot of people know me as C Hendo um, Henderson. You know, people always used to call me, um, well, my my birth name was Christopher Allen, but I changed my name in high school to Henderson to my dad's side. And um, people just called me Hendo and it ran. I ran with it. I thought it sounded cool. And like, you know, I, I do broadcast media. I do sports media, entertainment, music and, you know, C, everything is visual for me. It's not writing anymore. So I just put the C with Hendo. So it's like C Hendo. But yeah, man, I'm born and raised in Fort Worth, Texas. It's, it's close to Dallas. Um yeah, I always love sports and sneakers. You know, I, I can't say my high school sweetheart, but my me and my wife, we've been knowing each other since middle school. So that's kind of crazy. We all you see the gray hair, we old. So yeah, but yeah, I just, I'm, yeah, we old. So yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, love everything, love sports, love music, gaming, everything you, you name it. I probably enjoy it. So probably enjoy it. So, how did you get started? Um, like you said, it's not really journalism, or is it? Or in the media doing interviews? Like, what was that first interview? How did you go about saying, "Hmm, this is something I want to do. This is how I'm going to go about it." Just how was that journey getting into what you do? Well, the thing was, um, you know, I, I want to say 2008, 2009. Um, I ran into um, Terrell Owens at a bowling event, and I just remember sitting there. Um, I was just talking to him like he was a normal guy. And a lot of people thought it was like an interview. And actually, a guy that I do a radio show with on the side, most sports talk, he um he was like, man, you should come on our radio show sometime. Like, you're good at this. And I was like, good at what? He was like talking to, you know, athletes. I'm like, man, I, I just consider him like, I met T.O. for the first time. I wasn't scared. And I just, we, I asked him questions back and forth. And I went on the show and I never had aspirations to do this. Like, honestly, I, would, I I liked music. Like I'm gonna say I would be a rapper, but I would have thought a manager or something or something, like that, okay. or maybe try to produce. But you know, it's just I went on one show, and then next thing you know, the guys are like, "Hey, man, you got to come back and do another show." And one show led to another show, and next thing you know, I'm there every Monday doing a show. So that led into something different because then it's like, okay, these athletes seem to be open with me about a lot of things. Like I have fun in my interviews. I'm not really controversial and. You know, I I said, man, what if I start covering NBA games? Like, mm-hmm. and everybody thought it was like a pipe dream, right? You know, you're thinking like it's hard right. to get in those NBA fields and stuff like that. And um, I just I ran into like someone that was working at the G League at the time for the Texas Legends and um ran into Donnie Nelson, who's a general manager for the Dallas Mavericks. And I told him, I said, Man, I would do anything to cover a Mavericks game. And he said, Well, here's my card. Call me one day. And I did, and um he gave me the information for the PR and they got me in my first game. And uh, I know I'll forget, man, because I had the biggest, like, baggiest suit on. I never wore a suit ever again. That was a crazy time. 
It's early 2000s, so we got to cut some slack here. But yeah, it just turned into me. Um, I was writing at that point. So I started writing and the writing thing wasn't just my thing because at the end of the day, I just didn't, I didn't have the, I, I'm very, I guess you could say, I, I can't sit still. If, you, if that makes sense. Like I can't sit right. there all day and try to write something perfect. I can do something like talk to you live. And I said, well, I'm going to start doing interviews where I can get it on video because a lot of times I can write something. It may not be believable, but if I got it on video, you, it's there. So, you know, I started doing videos and it was mainly about sports because I was scared to go in that lane of talking sneakers and, you know, hip hop and, you know, movies or whatever with these guys. And I remember one day Steve Nash out of all people was like, what do you enjoy? And I was like, sneakers, video games. He was like, you should start talking about that because we get asked the same questions every day. And this was back in 2010. So ever since then, I've, re- I've stuck to what I do. I mean, I talk sports still, but yeah, I started doing that and it's been a visual thing. And now I'm here. I'm just, I'm blessed with the opportunity. Right. That's great. You know, it seemed like everything just kind of transitioned for you, you know, on the upside. And that's awesome. So yeah. I want to take it back to the baggy suit day. How yeah. did you feel? <laughs> like, what was the feeling on the inside to know that you're getting ready to interview, you know, some pretty top people? How did you feel that day? What did you think going in? How did you prepare? Well, I wasn't scared. So, like, okay. the thing is, this, I've never been, like, scared of, like, celebrities or anything. Like, I'm kind of one of those people that's awkward anyway. So, like, if I met one, I'd probably start talking to like, I knew the person. Um, and I walked into the room and, you know, it's just, I, I can see those people. Like, at the end of the day, now that I know a lot of athletes, they're just mm-hmm. regular human beings. And right. I think a lot of times we get enamored by their star status or whatever, who they are. They're just like us. And the common interest is always, like, they like hip-hop culture. Like we do, they like fashion like we do, and why not talk to them about it? But that day, man, I remember I overdid it because like I didn't know if I could walk into the room with like you know a cool graphic t-shirt and some jeans and my Jordans, or should I come in there with an actual suit on? So I literally wore a suit to my first game, not knowing that man, majority of the media that's in there, even some of the big players in the room, they weren't wearing suits. So when I walked in the room, I was uncomfortable and like I noticed that the players didn't really want to talk to me because they probably thought I was the feds or something, man. I walked out oh, with a suit on and I changed my whole thing. And like, I remember like the next game I came, I, it was so funny. That game, I couldn't talk to nobody, right? I couldn't get one person. So I had to go up to them and literally had, like, engage my way to talk to them. The next game I come in Jordans, jeans, and a t-shirt. Everybody wants to talk to me. Oh, wow. And it's so weird. So it's like, I guess they looked at me like, oh, he he looks like one of us. So I thought it was cool. Like I said, the first game was cool. Um, it was weird. I'm not going to lie to you because, like, you watching TV. When you get home, you go on the TV and you see the highlights of the game and you start seeing yourself on TV in the background. It's like, I was actually here. But, like, you know, every time I go to these games, it's always something that you said, that intro you played, that was before a game. I never thought that would actually happen, but they set that up because Vince is like my guy, but yeah, they set that one. They set me up that day. But yeah, man, like I said, it was an interesting time. That was funny. That was funny. So you mentioned that, um, you know, someone said stick to what you know. You know, the sneakers, the gaming. So is that what you talk to in your interviews? Do you mention that? Do you talk to them about, you know, hip hop or sneakers and things of that sort? Yeah, um, you know, for me, like, there's always one common ground, like, with, like, a lot of athletes, because not everybody likes sneakers, right? right? Well, maybe now it's starting to get to that where everybody sort of knows about sneakers and stuff. The gaming is always a big thing for a lot of athletes, and um, I would say music. It's always between those three. Oh, I'm going to find out what you like. Like, look, 
one thing I've started doing more was just like looking at like their social media. What do they like? Like sort of know the person before you get to them. Like for instance, there may be a player that likes art that likes, you know, likes movies, wants to be an actor. I get into that. Like I get, you know, I go into different bags for each one of them. But yeah, mainly for me, it's always like NBA players know when they come to Dallas, they know when I walk up to them what time it is. It's usually sneakers. The gaming thing is cool, but like a lot of them don't have time to game. But there's some that are like that's all they do all day is play video games. So it's easy transition. But yeah, definitely sneakers and sports. I just keep it to a certain like medium with them. Like, for instance, I don't talk about today's game. So, like, right. if I was interviewing LeBron right now, I wouldn't ask LeBron about, hey, man, when you get back, what do you think about the team going forward? I would ask him, hey, man, what made you want to play basketball? Or, you know, who was your favorite player going on? I kind of get, like, historic questions for them. Because, like, what, what I want in my interviews is not what's current. I want it to be something that's on repeat. Like, oh, man, that time Chris interviewed KD, KD was talking about who made him want to play basketball. Like, what made him want to play basketball? And what about, hey, man, you went to Brooklyn. So, yeah, I try to incorporate a lot of things that they like and, like, I like, and it's always a, a common interest. Right. Something you can relate. You know, have an actual conversation rather than make it feel like an actual interview. Everybody mm-hmm. comfortable. So how did you get into, I say gym shoes. I don't know if that's a Chicago thing, but how did you get into sneakers? Like, what made you say, you know what, I, I got a liking to, to sneakers? I well, guess I mean, the person. <laughs> Well, like I had a, you know, like my, my sister, my older sister, my big sister, you know, she was like into fashion, like in the 90s and the 80s and stuff. So like I would go to the mall with her and like she would try to dress me up like this little preppy kid. Like I would wear the Kohans with the jeans and the polo. But you know how it was in the 90s, the jeans, like it was always about that. And like she always tried to make sure I was in the cool kicks and stuff. And my mom was really big about it. And luckily I had grandparents that weren't, you know, I won't say old fashioned. They sort of understood that like, hey, Jordan's were a thing. You know, Bo Jackson's were a thing. So they would let me get like a, you know, I get a shoe at the beginning of the school year at Christmas time, get another pair. I was getting Jordans. And like, I remember one day they said, man, one of these days you got to start making money off these shoes. And I never would have thought that would have been the case. Like, I knew I wasn't going to be the greatest athlete in the world. But like I said, it's just, I've always loved kick. I think like fashion sort of brings people together. Like you may not have to like sneakers or know the name of the shoes, but yeah, you can look at somebody's shoes and say, Hey, those are cool. Like it's, you know, it's sneakers, it's fashion. Like I like seeing people who create like designs and stuff or like, you know, you know, like women's fashion, like, you know, like purses, wallets, like certain leather qualities, different things of that nature. Like I like seeing that kind of stuff, but yeah, I think just like having people like my family that enjoyed that kind of fashion stuff. Cause my grandmother, she liked to dress and, like, I wasn't into the suits or anything like that. It was more about, like, the street fashion. And like I said, my sister, being like she was, you know, 10 or 11 years older than me, she was already into that, like, in that in that fashion run. So she she was kind of like my my voice. Like, when I was a kid, I couldn't tell my parents or my grandparents, hey, I want those joys. She had to explain to them what they were. And they were like, okay, well, if she says it's cool, it's cool. So, yeah, it's been like that since I was a kid. Oh, wow, that's interesting. What is your go-to shoe? Do you have like a favorite shoe mm. that you you have to like, okay, if I'm going to the mall, I'm getting Jordans. If I'm going, I'm getting, you know, this type of shoe. What's your go-to shoe? Uh, I would say my go-to shoe, I would say it's a Jordan one. It's a shadow one. It's a black and gray shoe. Like I love wearing black. Like it's a, it's a oh. thousand degrees outside in Texas. I would wear all black every day if I could. I love it. And, and like, like shadow ones, they're black and gray. Um, like lately, I've been in more into Air Max, like certain things like that, just like because I'm trying to get it because like my feet hurt because I walk all day. So okay. like, I got to get more into that. Um, 
Yeah, I would say the Jordan one for sure. The Jordan one, the shadow one, that particular colorway, black and gray, is is simple. Like I said, as the person who wears nothing but black all the time, like I probably own like, like, kind of like shirts. Yeah. And like I got a lot of shoes. Like I, I do have a lot of shoes. Like, and the good thing about that is my wife, you know, people think I got a lot of shoes. She has more than me. Like, this is the person who probably owns about I would say about 50 or 60 pair of Converse Chucks. Oh wow. Yeah, so like it's cool that you know we kind of you know we don't battle each other nothing because like yeah, it's a common interest and like I said, it's cool that she 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 likes some of the same shoes I like. But yeah, for me, the Jordan one. Like if you give me a Jordan one, I told somebody I would give away all hundred pairs or whatever two hundred pairs of shoes I got. If you told me I could wear a new pair of Shadow ones every day and I get a new pair every day, I would do that in a heartbeat. Oh wow, <laughs> wow. Yeah, so I want to ask you something, Chris and. And you don't have to answer if you don't feel comfortable. Okay, so I know last week there were some things going on with, and I'm probably going to mess his name up, Little Nas X or oh, Nas yeah. with the with the shoe. Okay, mm-hmm. how do you feel about that? Like, what are your thoughts on it? With that whole well, situation with, was it a 666 thing going on or Satan? What are your thoughts on that? Well, like, personally, like, I mean, like, when I buy the shoe, like, I probably wouldn't because I probably get destroyed by everybody for having a shoe. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. When I initially saw the shoe, before I found mm-hmm. out it was like some sort of like blood in the actual air bubbles, right. I thought it was pretty cool. Like, I ain't going to okay. lie to you. I saw the, I kind of knew the meaning of it. And like, it's always about art. Like, you know, they did a version of that shoe where they had the water from the Jordan River. It was all white Air Max 97. So they did like a total opposite of that, obviously, versus the, the satanic look. Um, it's always about art. I mean, like at the end of the day, I can't knock him because like, you know, as a person who, who likes hip hop, like my favorite rap group or my favorite rappers were like Bone Thugs and Harmony. You probably knew growing up, their music was sort of like they considered a satanic sort of like rap. People always said that. And I can't like contradict myself, and say, hey, man, he can't have a, you know, a voice or opinion or some sort of like how he feels about it. And I got his point. Now, when I buy the shoe, no. But I thought it was sort of it was genius. Like at the end of the day, he got the views. And then, trust me, they probably sold all thousand pair of those shoes at a thousand dollars each. And. Like I said, I don't I don't disagree with him um for his what he thinks like at the end of the day. I'm not one of those people to just, you know, I, I'm in the South. Like, you know, I grew up in a Southern Missionary Baptist Church, right? So you know how it is in the South. Like that that reigns supreme. But for me, it's just it's art. At the end of the day, it was art for him. He was trying to make a point. Um, I salute him for it. Like I may not agree with certain things he says, but at the end of the day, like I just think it was dope that he was able to do that and he got some sort of awareness. Um, and like I said, I think that was what was most important about it. And like I said, before I realized it was blood in the shoe, when I first <laughs> saw, I saw a top view, I thought it was, I, I'm not gonna lie, I thought it was tight. Cause I was like, man, I wouldn't wear that. Cause I knew what that little symbol was. And I was like, nah, I'm not doing that. But that shoe looks tight. Then when they said it was blood and I was like, oh, can't do that. But <laughs> shout out to Nas X, man. Like I said, we, like at the end of the day, I just tell people all the time, and I've been asked this a lot about that shoe, but like really? not in particular the answer on it because I was like, I got to make sure I say the right thing. But like, I'm right, definitely, right. I definitely think it was dope that he was able to express himself. Um, I'm all for that. At the end of the day, we none of us are gonna agree on how lifestyles are and everything like that. It's yeah. no way for me to convince him to say, hey, you need to believe in this, and he believes in something else. But it's art. At the end of the day, it's art. And like, there's a there's about a million people that appreciate that shoe. So right. at the end of the day, I keep going. You're right. Have you ever thought or do you think in the future you would design a shoe? If you design a shoe, what color would be black? 
They probably will be black. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? No, I, you know what? If I did do a, a a shoe design, it wouldn't be like a Jordan or a Nike. I would let someone, you know, like Eve Saint Laurent, somebody of that sort. I would want a designer shoe, and that sounds crazy from a person that talks nothing but like Nike sneakers, Adidas. Um, I would want to do like like I said, like a designer shoe, um, because at a certain point, I look at it this way. You know, you get up in age afterwards, it's going to be cool for me to be this old grandpa walking around here with shoes and they're going to think it's something wrong with me. And it's like, you got to elevate her once in a while. But I would do a designer shoe. I wouldn't mind doing it, but I don't know if I have the focus to do it because I'm one of those people that like if I design the shoe and they, you know, they publish it or whatever, they get it going. I'm going to hate the shoe. And I'm not good. Like, 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 so yeah, at the end of the day, it would be great to do a collab with a company or something like that, but design right. the shoe. I would definitely, I would love to do it. Um, honestly, what I would try to do, and I've always said this, I would get like, you know, like teenagers or kids involved to be inspiration behind it. So sort of like mm-hmm. a hero's type of shoe, like, okay. you know, and saying, Hey, like the future is here. Like, so, like, so it can transcend over to like the next generation. Okay, well, that's awesome. That's that's some good stuff. I just thought I'd ask what type of shoe you would do. Um, I do have another quick question. I don't want to keep you too long, but oh, I was a little bit. Um, and I see a year ago that you in, um, interviewed Megan Thee Stallion. You mentioned that it was the first time yeah. that you interviewed a rapper. Um, yeah. is it was it kind of the same for you as far as the athletes and interviewing her, or did you kind of feel a little different because you were interviewing a different lifestyle? But like she said, they're athletes too. <laughs> yeah. So the crazy thing about that is this. I've been around rappers a lot, even mm-hmm. prior to her, but I just never wanted to. Because like, you don't know, like you got to read the temperature of the room with like athletes and rappers are they're the same, but they're different. Okay. And like, I don't know the approach to like certain ways of doing that. So um, I just remember the day before um, I got a text from the Mavs DJ. Her name is Poison Ivy. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was like, hey, this artist from, and I had already knew who Megan, Megan wasn't Megan yet. So keep in mind. And when I did that video, I did that video a year prior. So I had released it a little bit later. So, um, you know, she said this, she's an upcoming rapper. I saw this freestyle she did and I was like, oh, she can rap. She can rap. So I didn't think too much of it. Like, I'm not gonna lie. I was like, Hey, I interview her. Cause she was just like, Hey, you should interview her. I was like, okay. Not knowing that, hey, it was going to be Megan the Stallion. Right. And, um, you know, this is before, you know, she dropped her first big single. And I was just, I, when I was talking to her, it just, it was fun because, like, she was, she was very energetic. Um, right. She's always like that because I've seen her prior to all this and recent, you know, years and stuff like that. And, like I said, she was graceful and um, just sweet and humble. Like, you know, she knew where she was going to go. And, like I said, at the end of the day, she did say she was an athlete as well. And, like I said, it's, you know, she had a lot to say, and I and I like that because a lot of times with the athletes, they do get sort of stuck and they just keep it generic. But like, she was an open book, and like to me, it was one of my favorite interviews. Like, I, I say this off the rip; I tell people this all the time. WNBA players mm-hmm. and like music artists that are like women, I enjoy interviewing because they 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 tell the best like stories. They tell you everything. They open up. You're a little more open. Sort of reserved, but like with Megan, it was just like. She was almost there, and I and I wish, and I told her this recently. I said I wish I would have interviewed you now, because now it would be different. Because when I did it, everybody was like, "Well, who is this? Who is she?" And like, I was like, "Well, when I'm being told by <laughs> some people around her, she's the next big, next big thing." And I'm like, "Okay, everybody says that about their artist." Little did I know she was literally right. that. Three months later, she has one of the biggest single in the world. 
she has no one charting single. And like people started going back. And what I did was I deleted the video because I had an extra part to the video that I didn't have on there originally. And I had asked her, I said, Hey, can I add this to it? She's like, yeah. And man, like I, one of my favorite interviews, because now I look back and trust me, all my, my guy friends, man, they, they kill me to this day. Oh, you didn't tell me you was going to interview Megan. I'm like, I didn't know. I, if I, I honestly, I remember seeing her on BT. I saw a couple of freestyles. I didn't know that she was going to be Megan. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like, you never I never take that for granted. Like now, any artist that wants to interview with me, I tell them, hey, I interview because you never know what they're going to be. Absolutely. And that's just anybody in general. So, yeah, it was it was the same approach. Like I said, we had fun. Um, she's obviously into fashion. Um, what made it fun for her, because she said that, like, it didn't seem like an interview. It's like we were just talking and having fun. Then, of course, we're at the game. And then people, I'm sitting next to her the whole time. And people are just looking like, she got to be somebody important. And it's funny now looking at it, boy, I don't think she would be able to come to a game because they it'll be a paparazzi behind her. So yeah, yeah they gotta be all over. <laughs> no, man, yeah. But she's 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 a sweet soul, and um, I'm just happy for her because her admiration to be great. I remember when I talked to her off the record, she just told me she was just like, I want to be where Beyonce, I want to be where Queen Latifah is. I want to be where she she appreciated like little Kim. She appreciated people that came before her or even with her right. in her genre. She was about women's empowerment, which was something during that time that was starting to be like a true thing on social media. And I just I was uh, you know amazed and she was telling me she was going to school and studying. It wasn't just about rap. She said, Yeah, rap is gonna get me out of the hood. But at the end of the day, I want to have my degree. So yeah, shout out to Megan. Shout out to Megan the Stallion. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. So, Chris, if you had to give some motivational words, some inspiration to the to the young generation, just as far as following their dreams, going out there and getting it, what would you tell them? Man, I don't, you know, at the end of the day, be different. Um, I know that's sort of generic, but mm -hmm. just a good example is this. A lot of times you may not realize what your calling is. Like, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. Before, when I was doing first start doing radio, I was working like at Best Buy as an employee, right? And I didn't think I was going to be, trust me, if you'd have told me then where I would be now, I would have laughed at you. And I was told by people, well, you got to go to school and get this degree and do all this. I did none of that. I did it a different way. Like if I really sat down and explained how I got here, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't add up. So what I tell people, and I tell a lot of kids this, man, if you got a dream, don't think it's too out of reach because at the end of the day, if you talk about something, if you're passionate about sneakers, if you're passionate about fashion, if you're passionate about whatever, go for it. Because at the end of the day, you can make a mark. And to me, I've always wanted to be a person that I don't care about the fame. I just want to be a person that sort of pushes other people to get to the next point. Like, hey, he was the guy that wants to get people going. Like, I, I take more enjoyment of seeing people make it, getting the games and, you know, being able to cover the games and do what they want to do. But Honestly, man, just keep working. Like I, people use that hashtag that I use, which is working. Um, it's W R K N, and like my friend made that up, and like I ran with it. It wasn't even my thing. What happened was I wore a shirt one day, and everybody just sort of tied it into me because every time people see me, I'm usually working. So, you know, I just tell people all the time, man, just work hard. Don't don't think that you got to go to a big box company to be something. Because at the end of the day, right. they're going to be looking at you to take your ideas. Like, you don't have to be on ESPN to cover sports. You don't have to be on Fox. But, yeah, it sounds great. The money may be great. But I tell people all the time, do it like Master P did it. Do it like, you know, you know, you know, baby and all them cash money, how they did it. You know, come, you start your own. Do your own. Because at the end of the day, 
you can make some of yourself. And like I said, your work will pay off. It's going to take time. Like, look, my process is still, my book hasn't been written yet. It's just barely got started. Been doing it 10 plus years and it's barely getting started. But like, it's going to be some struggles. It's going to be some days where you're going to be like, is it worth it? You may look at a video, it may have only 10 views. You may have a video, it may have a thousand views. It's hit or miss. But at the end of the day, keep doing it because eventually you're going to have a lot of work and never turn down opportunities. Like if you get an interview with a certain person, it may not be the most famous person. Do it. Because I made those mistakes where I didn't think this person was going to be big. I said, well, I don't think they're going to be where I think they are. And then next thing you know, they're on MTV. So, you know, just take your opportunities. Run with it. Don't listen to what people say. Well, you can't do this. You can. You can. Like, we have enough resource now. StreamYard, you know, like, StreamYard's been the greatest thing I think that have ever, that's ever been made. Like I said, if you go on the StreamYard website, ironically, I, I think I'm on the front still. Like, I, I was on the front with Kevin Durant on the actual website, not. And that was a flash interview that I didn't. I had no software. I said, Katie, I can't interview you. You're in Brooklyn. I'm in Dallas. How can I interview you on video? And you find these things. There's resources. You don't need to have an $8,000 camera. You don't need to have all the fancy technology. I use my phone to do all my videos. And it gets me by and it does it. But just at the end of the day, just keep working, man. Like, like I said, that's, that's the motivation. Like at the end of the day, understand it's not about you. It's about the people that come behind you. Like, I want it to be where NBA says, Absolutely. let these kids come in. Let that, you know, he may not look the part. Because a lot of times when you walk in the locker room, I may be the only black guy. You know, I just did a baseball game today. Mm-hmm. I was the only black person out of 35 people in that press box that was black. So just think about that. Mm-hmm. You know, and like, I want to be that person that sort of transcends that. And, you know, where you, you don't have to feel like you need to be accepted. You know, let them know that you want to be there. So, like I said, just right. keep working motivation like i said just think about it like it's yours this is your baby let it grow like you know same thing for you i've been watching like hey my guy alan he told me i was like all right we, i said i'm down like i said keep doing what you're doing this this is fun i've been on a thousand interviews trust me i've never had this much fun so you know keep doing what you're doing because at the end of the day yeah the struggle's gonna be there but you're gonna get there you're gonna get there trust me you're gonna look back this at a year and now say man i can't believe i'm here so take every opportunity and run with it Right. I appreciate that. That meant a lot, Chris. It really did. And I thank you for, you know, taking the time out to even come on and, and talk, talk it up with me a little bit. I appreciate that. Um, and thanks for all that you do, the motivational words and the great interviews. Keep it coming as well. I appreciate it. And before we end this segment, is there anything else you'd like to share with us at all? Well, no, nah, man, I'm just going to say this. Everybody that's listening in to me, I know I got a couple of friends that's in the comments. Y'all be sure to subscribe to her channel, number one. Subscribe to her platform, support her. If she got whatever that's up there, you you follow, comment, push it, go on YouTube, keep keep sharing it. At the end of the day, just you know, take care of her. Take care of our queens. Just take care of her because she she got next. She gets she got next. And like I said, you you just keep doing what you're doing. Like I don't really have much to say. Like I said, I'm I'm everywhere every day. Like today I was at a base, I was literally at a baseball game 20 minutes ago. Just got off the TV for that and I come here like I'm everywhere. Tomorrow I may be at a basketball game, which I think I am. So, yeah, you know, just, you know, keep on working. Like I said, yeah, my name is C. Hendo. You can go on Google and search that name. It'll pull up everything about me, I'm pretty sure. So, you know, just keep doing what you do. And like I said, everybody that's watching this, I know y'all. I'm looking right now. I know a lot of y'all that's in here. I need y'all to subscribe. I'm going to be checking. I'm going to be checking because I told y'all to watch this. So, 
be sure that y'all subscribe and spread the word, man. Let's let's, let's get our let's empower our people. Let's get this let's get this queen up here, man. Let's get her, let's get up there. Where I want to see her next to Wendy Williams. I want to see her next to 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 all the great interviewers out there. I want her to have her own TV show. I want her to be bigger than me, so I can say, hey, she interviewed me before she was big, so I can brag. So 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 yeah, keep doing what you do. Like I said, I don't have nothing to plug in for myself. Like I said, I'm just happy to be here. Okay, I thank you so much for that, Chris. That means a lot. It really, really does. It really, really does. And thank you guys for tuning in. And like he said, make sure you guys subscribe. Hit the like button, notification button, so you can get these notifications, the bell icon. And as we always say on Let's Sip and Talk with Freeman, peace and love.